Today on the show, we're talking about the value of a Costco membership. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name is Courtney, I'm your host, and I'm joined with my co-host Trevor. And today we are turning the topic of conversation to the value of a Costco membership. Yeah, and you know, I'm yet to meet somebody who either doesn't have a Costco membership or isn't, you know, in, uh, contemplating getting one. So I, I almost think we would start this episode from the standpoint of, I think the mindset of everybody listening to this would be, you should have a Costco membership. So I, I like that. I like the should because it, 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 I, I don't know. I get this feeling from from kind of society, from, from, from everyone around us that it's a thing that you should have. It's a thing that you should want to have. It's a thing you achieve to have. Well, and here's the mic drop moment. Neither Courtney nor me have Costco memberships. Yes. And I, crickets, I'm crickets. actually, yeah, I'm actually interested to know how many of our listeners like do and do not have Costco memberships because uh, Trevor, if you were to take kind of a, 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 a small poll of individuals around you, how many would you say out of 10 have a Costco membership? 10, 10 out of 10 of people. Well, Okay, not counting you, <laughs> but if I, if I were to pull everyone I work with, if I pull 10 people I work with, 10 people have Costco memberships. Like I'm yet to find somebody who doesn't have one. And, and I, I, I'm running in, in circles of people that are older than you, so they tend to be, you know, have families and stuff and they have Costco memberships. Yeah, no, and that's something we're actually going to get into later in the show. Um, I, I, I do want to, I want to add that, I mean, why, why are we doing this episode? And, and you kind of nailed it on, on the head right there earlier when you, when you said that this is kind of something we are, we're all up against. And when society is just saying Costco memberships are the thing to do, we're just kind of, today's episode is really just a looking at it um, and all the kind of the angles of it. And, and, and Trevor, at the same time, I mean, is this episode going to appeal to, to everyone listening today? I think everybody in Canada is either has a Costco membership or is contemplating one. And the whole thing of this episode is I have some issues with Costco and Costco membership. Some beef, so some beef the reason with I, them. Th- there's, yeah, there's a reason I don't have one. I raised a whole family without a Costco membership. So there's a, I, I, I kind of have a stance against it. So a little uh, leak here of <laughs> where the show's going. But uh, I, I think everyone listening, if they have one, maybe this show is going to make them rethink renewing their Costco membership. So we, I do, we're kind of going to get into that later in the show, how your kind of, your ability to raise a family without a Costco membership gasp, but we will get into that. So uh, let's, let's first kind of walk through the basics of, of what, what Costco is. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows. And and I just, I want to make one point though. The, The reason if, when everyone tries to convince me of a Costco membership, the premise they work on, and it could be because I'm Mr. Personal Finance, they use this angle, but all they talk about is how much money you can save at Costco. So keep that in mind when I'm going over my issues with Costco, that the saving money is kind of a smoke and mirror show. No, that's fair. So, so Trevor, walk us through, I mean, like I said, everyone I'm sure listening to this knows what the premise of Costco is, but do you want to walk us through maybe if anyone is living under a rock and hasn't heard of Costco, what, what Costco is about and the, um, and the kind of the access fee that is required to, to even enter the store. So Costco is a membership big box store. So you to get in the building, I, I, if, 
I, I was able to get in the building to browse around, but it, it appears you need a membership to get even in the front door. And they have two kinds of memberships. There's a gold membership, which is $60 a year, and that just allows you the the privilege, <laughs> and I have an issue with this, to shop in their establishment. And then there's another one called the executive membership, and it's $120, so it's twice as much. But with that membership, you get a 2% cash back on all the money you spend at Costco. And if you do the math, if you spend $6,000, you in essence get back your membership cost, which is $120. 6,000 times 2% is 120. So you could end up shopping there and not having any membership expense. So already you 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 need you need to pay to enter. That's 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 something that I think is different than obviously any other kind of establishment. I mean, other than if we're counting cover, if we're going to a bar, but we're not we're not going to count that. So that already kind of sets it apart. And and anyone else who maybe hasn't wandered into a Costco before, it's just uh, volumes and volumes of of um, product. But we actually we're going to get into that. I'm going to kind of stop there. So Trevor, we and I, I, I so I want to say just a little thing. All the people that tell me, you know, you got to get a Costco membership. So when I see somebody that has a a new water bottle, I'll say, "Where did you get that?" <gasps> yes, and I, say, oh, I got it at Costco. Or somebody will walk in with a new shirt, and I'll say, "Oh, where did you get that?" Oh, I got it at Costco. I'll visit my parents and they'll have a new Bluetooth speaker on their, their table. I said, where'd you get that? They go, I got it at Costco. And I asked the question, did you go there, you know, shopping for that Bluetooth speaker? And the answer is always no. I went there for groceries. So, and, and I left with a Bluetooth speaker and whatever paraphernalia I happened to, you know, be exposed to while I was shopping for food. So I, I just, so we're going to get into the details, but that's kind of an issue I have with with a store like that. It's funny you bring up the water bottle and the t-shirt because I mean I'm sure if if like if if I'm if if I ask the listeners right now to raise their hands and and ask how how many individuals have asked someone where they got their water bottle and they said Costco. I'm sure like everyone listening to this would raise their hand. That is it's it's that is so common and it's not just I guess with your with your parents. It's definitely common. Um, it's a common phenomenon uh, when you enter Costco. I think to kind of be consumed by the other items within there. And here's a little ex- experience I had. So me and my wife, we we said let's go just see what this place is all about. So we we thought okay we're gonna have to sneak in. We don't have a membership. Well. Getting in the front door, they kept stopping people asking to see your membership. And we, we just waited for a crowd of people to go in and we sort of blended in with them. So that's how we got in. But when we were leaving the store, clearly we left empty handed. We didn't have a membership. And we were scrutinized, like almost like I th- they were going to do a pat down, like you know, like a, a police takedown. Because we, we look like fish out of water walking out of that store empty handed. Nobody's browsing in that store. So Keep that in mind too. Okay, so let's jump in now to your personal issues with a Costco membership. So we Trevor's kind of put together six issues, six major issues that he has with a Costco membership. So let's just, number one, um, membership costs. So I have a problem paying somebody for the right to shop at their store. That, that just seems wrong on so many levels. And I get it. If you buy the executive membership for $120, you spend $6,000, you get your membership money back. Well, what they're doing is they're saying, we want we want to hold you hostage. And even if you find something 
cheaper at another store, you will feel compelled to come and shop here because we have 120 of your dollars. And people will say, oh, it's only 120 bucks or it's only $60 if you have gold, gold membership. But everyone told me the reason they go there is to save money. So if you're starting off in the hole, that to me is a problem. And so let me just kind of reiterate that or, or clarify. So you're saying that when when someone with the cashback specifically, when someone spends spends enough money, they spend enough money at the store that they get the cash back, which is enough to then purchase the membership a, car, a membership card again. In in essence, you're getting back the hundred twenty dollars you paid for your membership at, at the end of the year. But what Costco's saying is okay, we've held you hostage long enough. We made enough money from you that we can give you back your membership fee. I have a problem starting from a position, being in the hole. And I'm going to say on top, so let's just say you bought the $60 membership. It's only, people are going to say it's only 60 bucks. What's the big deal? But remember, you're going there to save money. You're not going there because they sell shiny things, right? So just say you get the gold membership and you don't get the cash back. So you have to save, not spend, but save $60 on everything you buy. And everyone claims they only go there for groceries. So I'm going to believe them, even though they walk around with water bottles and t-shirts <laughs> that they got there. But let's put that aside. So they're only buying groceries. So they are, you have to save 60 bucks. Well, just, I, I shop at No Frills and there's no membership fee. And I use a President's Choice Financial MasterCard and with that MasterCard, I get a, they have a reward system. And with that, I end up with enough rewards to shop for free for, for one week's worth of groceries. And that's worth about 200, 200, maybe $220. So I would have to save the $60 plus the $220. So I, and the reason I mention that is everyone's got a rewards credit card of some kind that they use, and they could use it for groceries. So you're going to have to save not spend, but save $60 plus the rewards you were getting shopping somewhere else without a membership. Trevor, if you listen really closely, you can hear all of the listeners um, yelling, but there are savings to be had. I mean, we were talking before we started recording there. You said yourself that there are deals to be had. So think about how this Costco store is laid out. I've actually been in two of them and they're both laid out exactly the same. You go in the front door and it is laid out in that you have to go through all of the clothing and hardware type of goods to get to the food. And that's not by accident. They didn't lay it. If Actually, if Costco is laying this out for the convenience of their customers and most people go there for food, the food would be right at the front door. So they're counting on you spending money on other things. So you're saying that the all the other things that can distract a consumer, Costco's betting on the fact that they will get distracted by that um, and then all the savings that they might have made or had on the groceries will be lost. Yes, yeah. And okay, what if what if I'm a listener? I'm saying, but Trevor, no, no, no. I am. I I look right past that. I I don't own a Costco water bottle. I don't own a Costco t-shirt. I've walked by that blinders on. And I'm just buying groceries and I, I, I am say it is, it is cheaper to buy my cashews, my trail mix uh, than it would be at a regular grocery store. Uh, so I, I'm saying I'm yet to meet the Costco member who has not lost their mind on 
electronics or clothes or books or something else, lawn furniture, you name it, they sell it. So I'm yet to meet the member. So I'm not saying they don't exist. I just have not met that Costco member yet. If you're out there. Um, okay, so that's fair. Yeah, you know what? I would ask our listeners, you know, shoot us an email, leave a message on our website. Tell us that you have shopped there for 365 days and only bought food. Ooh. I'm, it's, it's possible, but I doubt it. No, I, I, I'm very curious to hear about this one. Um, so that's number one. Number one is, so Trevor's first issue with Costco is the membership costs. Number two, this one's a big one, altered consumption. So the, this one isn't going to happen to everybody, but Costco's whole thing is they sell it cheaper, they sell it in bulk. Well, this is food I'm talking about. So you, you buy a bag of nuts, you get a, a, you know, a bag that's 10 times the size you'd buy in a regular grocery store and it's it's only twice as much money. So it, the savings is on food. It, I'm not saying it's not there. It's it's there. But does it alter your consumption? So just say you you have, so here's a, a, a thing we eat a lot of is it's called hemp hearts and they're kind of expensive and you can buy a really big bag of hemp hearts at, at, uh, at Walmart or quinoa is another thing I eat a lot of. You, and you buy this in such large quantities. Do you at a subconscious level consume it more or or consume it more haphazardly because you have you know you've just got stacks and stacks of paper towel in your basement that you bought at Costco are you using it sort of more liberally than out of again at a very subconscious level or are you, if you've got young kids maybe they see you have an endless supply of of Cheerios and they just go crazy on Cheerios like so it, it could impact your health if it's food related but I got to think at at some level, if if you know you have a year's supply of whatever in your basement, that you will consume it in a different manner. Uh, that's that point is that resonates, and you, I mean, you mentioned relatively healthier um, food items, but I mean, if if we're talking about um, nuts or or some kind of um, quote unquote food that's not as good for you, then that can, like you said, have adverse health effects. And having limited supplies of food kind of forces you to not eat the stuff that tastes good, but also it, it it makes you vary your diet. So if you go grocery shopping once a week and you have a week's worth of food in your house, it forces you to not keep going back to that same staple and eating it over and over and over. It, it forces you to eat the variety that you actually shopped for in that given week. That, I like that point a lot. I really do. And, and, and Trevor, would you, so alter, when we're talking about alter consumption, I mean, when raising a family, do you think firsthandedly that that would have changed the way you and your family consumed items? I mean, I, anyone listening to this can be can, are probably nodding their heads with the, with the paper towel example or, or the Cheerio example. They're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But for you, how did that impact not having a Costco membership impact your, you, you, what you believe would have been or was your family's um, consumption patterns? Well, let's just pretend that you are an adult and, and you uh, have a a great deal of discipline and you're, you're not going to alter your consumption. You're going to, you're going to eat, you know, one cookie a day if that's your treat and, and, and you've, you've got a ton of self-discipline and it doesn't matter how many cookies you have in your basement, you're just eating one cookie a day. Well, if you have a young family, 
I don't like the chances of them sharing that same self-discipline. So even if you, so, so for me, I don't know that my kids would have, by the time I figured out they were eating 16 cookies a day, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it would take a long time to deplete the Costco supply of cookies, right? Whereas if I was buying one bag a week of cookies as a treat for my family, I would soon realize, holy, this, this cookie bag's empty. I haven't had one yet, right? But if I had 20 bags in my basement, I, I, my kids could burn through, you know, 10 bags in a, in a, in a week and I wouldn't even know it. Right. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, and also if we, we look past that, I mean, if, if you are subconsciously, like you said, I'll go back to the paper towel example, cause I know that's kind of easy to get carried away with. Um, if, if you, as an adult, as a parent are being a little generous with your paper towel consumption um, and, and your kids are seeing that and, and, and following in, in your, following your behavior patterns. I mean, when your child, um, at least for post-secondary or, or moves out. I mean, who's to say that 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 consumption pattern is not is going is going to travel with them? Because I, I mean, I bet it would. So uh, all of a sudden, that consumption pattern is being and that kind of standard of of living is then being carried over to your child. It's true. Yeah, they they see a pattern of behavior and they they, they consider that normal, right? This is normal. We just use a handful of paper towels to clean up a little spill. That's just what we do. Definitely. And, and there, there's a cost to that, right? There, at, a, at a small level, every whether it's paper towel, whether it's whatever you want it to be, we're not toilet paper. We're, never, we're not saying that, no to that one. But everything else, I mean, there is a cost to that. And here's something on a really small level. So we, we do a week's worth of grocery shopping. So we have a week's worth of groceries in our house at, at the beginning of the week and it, we deplete it as the week goes on. You get to the end of the week and we have to get really resourceful to put together a, a healthy meal. But we enjoy that resourcefulness. We end up inventing something that we have never eaten before. But if we had the unlimited supply of food in our basement that we bought at Costco, we would just keep you know, creating the exact same meals and, and not getting resourceful. So it's, you kind of develop a skill by not having this endless supply of food in your house. No, that's that, and I that is definitely a skill that is developed with practice. And remember, when I'm mentioning these issues, I, I'm being told to get a Costco membership because it's going to save me money, right? That is the whole premise of a Costco membership. So when I'm when I'm talking about my issues with a membership, I'm questioning whether it's going to save me money in the long run, in the big picture. Am I really saving money? Keyword: the big picture. Uh, so, so that was number two, altered consumption. Let's let's skip on to number three. And number three, Trevor, this one, this one is for you. Walk past the shiny stuff. So everybody knows who listens to this podcast. I have a weakness for consumer electronics, and and I I'm, I'm able I manage that with the help of my wife. <laughs> I manage that that weakness quite well, but I know it's my weakness. So why would I want to expose myself to a retail establishment? that puts the shiny consumer electronics right at the front door. There's, I, my wife would have to blindfold me or render me <laughs> unconscious, put me in the cart and push me past this stuff because at some point I'm going to fall weak, victim to this stuff. I mean, those TVs are massive. You know, they, they make your TV look small. And I, eventually I'm going to say, holy crap, look at the price of, you know, that Bluetooth speaker and I've only got three. <laughs> that one would really finish the set, right? So I, and you just, the more you expose yourself to those things, I don't care how strong you are, you are going to succumb. And I, I just, 
I know my weakness. So th- that's a real concern of mine. And when we when we see shiny stuff, I mean, yeah, it's for you, Trevor. It's it is consumer electronics, but I mean, shiny stuff for other individuals could be it could be the Costco water bottles, it could be the Costco books, the Costco T shirts, whatever else is at Costco that you find shiny and attractive, and and you gravitate towards, and 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 you're that much more willing to purchase it because of of maybe the price point. And just think, so just say you're laying out a store. And it's for the convenience of your customers, right? So, and you're primarily a food store. That's what you advertise yourself as. Why wouldn't you put the food right at the front door? You know, why wouldn't you save your customers the aggravation of, of pushing their cart and walking through all this hardware and clothing to get to the food, which is the furthest away from the front door? It's, that's, not, that's not a design flaw. That, that's a Costco enhancement, right? They, they know they probably have the percentages down. Like they, they know that... Only 10% of these people are going to be able to get past all of the hardware, all of the electronics, all of the clothes, all of the books. If they get past all of that stuff, they were, they're, they're too, you know, we, we, all we can do is sell them food. So, so be it. May the odds ever be in your favor. So, so that's number three, walk past the shiny stuff. So uh, the fourth item on Trevor's personal issues with the Costco membership when it comes to the saving, saving, saving aspect is um, Costco creates a sense of scarcity. So this is a, a marketing ploy of theirs. That they don't advertise, but I've heard this from a lot of people. So when you see something, this is not the food, this is the hardware and the, the electronics and the so the, I hear this one with the lawn furniture all the time. Yeah, actually any furniture. So I remember somebody at work, they bought a new table and chair set. And I said, oh, I didn't know you were in the market for a table and chair set. Oh, I wasn't. But <laughs> they have this beautiful oak set. And the way it works at Costco is when this lot of furniture is gone, they'll replace it with some other furniture, but it won't be the same, right? They, 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 once the lot of furniture is gone, they replace it with something different. And they do that so people will see it and they know, okay, if I don't buy this now, I, I won't have a chance to buy it again. It's gone forever. And like, so with lawn furniture, you, you can't go in there and say, oh, I, I seen you had a, a lawn furniture set here last week and it's gone. Can I, can I place an order for one, you know, and I'll, I'll come pick it up next week. That isn't how it works there. They, once it's gone, it is gone. They're going to say, well, you come back next spring and there'll be some more lawn furniture here, but unfortunately, we're done with lawn furniture for the year. So they create this sense of scarcity and people, it forces you to be more impulsive in your purchases, right? You you can't hesitate because when it's gone, it's gone. And might I add that I feel like the levels of buyer remorse would be super low because you got that patio set on a really good deal. Oh, and I'm not saying it's not it's not a deal. When, there is deals to be had there, but people will. What happens is I I know enough people that buy buy stuff, and it, it's not that they needed it. They just they might need it in the future, and this deal was too good to pass up. No, definitely, and and uh, the buyer's remorse piece, though, I think that that is something that keeps customers coming back because with a regular purchase, um, they can kind of think about it. It might have been on a good deal, but they can maybe still return it. But with Costco, I think every time it is a good deal, and it was the last one there, so it, that the buyer's remorse is low, which which makes the the customer not feel bad and the customer want to return back. 
True. Yeah, that's a good point. So that was number four, creates a sense of scarcity. And, and that's real. And I think, I mean, you could be sitting there as a listener saying, oh, I don't succumb to, to, to that. But marketing is always, always affects us at this very subconscious level. And that's what makes it so effective. So that's number four, creates a sense of scarcity. Number five, so Trevor's fifth personal issue with Costco membership is they're not supporting local business. So this one's important to me and it might not be important to everybody else, but so there isn't a Costco in my town. There, there's one an hour, there's one an hour away in every direction. <laughs> so no matter what direction I go in, I'd have to drive an hour, but there's a Costco, there's three Costcos that surround me and they're all an hour away. So I, I believe in supporting local business. I live in a small town and it's, it's primarily small business. Now, if there's a Costco in your town, there's, you are supporting an employment opportunity for somebody by shopping at Costco for sure, but they are driving all the competition out of business because nobody can beat their prices. So just know that when you shop at big box stores in general, but at Costco, you are killing the competition. And then once the competition's gone, you kind of lose perspective of what's a good price, right? Because if Costco's the only place selling it, then eventually just say Costco becomes a monopoly in your town. Everything, everyone goes out of business. Then how do you know it's a good price, right? You, you, you have no comparative. So that, that's problem one. But here's a little story. So this is going back probably 10 years ago. I was in the market for a new couch and, and chair for my family room. And I wanted a Lazy Boy set. And they were pretty popular at the time. Maybe they still are. I don't know. But I, And they sold these everywhere. So I called Leon's in the brick and found out how much uh, a Lazy Boy couch and chair set would cost. And then I went to my local furniture store and I, I looked at theirs. And theirs was, the, the price on it was a couple of hundred dollars more. And I said, you know, if you can get this down to $100, within $100 of, of the brick or Leon's, I'll buy it from you. And they said, no, no, we'll match whatever price you can find. So I was prepared to pay a little bit of a premium just to buy local. But, you know, just I approached them and they said, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want you to take the loss. We will match whatever price you can find it at. So if you just ask your local businesses, you know, tell them your predicament. You know, I'm struggling to come up with a reason why I should pay a premium for this particular product when I know I could, I could drive for an hour away and get it cheaper. And quite often they will match whatever price you can find. That's, that is incredible. I, I, I love that, 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 that sense of, of, of supporting local, being local and, and working with the, your local retailers. And Trevor, but what about that customer who is price sensitive, who is maybe supporting a, a large family, who can't afford to maybe pay a premium, uh, who really just needs um, the most inexpensive product. Is, do you believe it, it? I mean, is it, is, is, it, is it worth it to kind of support local? I know price sensitive at the bottom of the day is that might be the, the price might be the underlying factor, but what, what other rewards, if, if, if I'm not, if I'm not an advocate or haven't recently shopped local, what, what other benefits can I expect from there? And what do you say to that price sensitive shopper? Well, I think if if you you might not be able to support your local businesses in every aspect of your life, but I'm sure there's some aspect of your your spending that you do in a week to week, month to month basis that you could support your local business. So, 
So maybe you can't afford to buy uh, your really high volume staples from a, a, a local business. It's just too much. But there, there's probably some specialty items you could support local business through. I like that. So that's number five of six personal reasons you have a have issues with a Costco membership. And the last one, Costco membership stands for consumerism. More is better. And the, I just, just the philosophy in general. So I'm going to say in all likelihood, I, I'm not going to get a Costco membership. And this might be the biggest reason. I... I can't stand being in an environment where people are just there to consume. It, it, it is. So I, I visited two Costco's in my life and every time I went there, it was just, I, so I seen people, this, this, this would drove me crazy. I seen somebody pushing a cart with one hand and pulling a cart with their other hand because they were buying so much stuff. And I, I just glanced in the cart and okay, Say somebody had a had a, a small business and they were buying supplies for their business and they needed two carts, right, to get all the stuff they needed. I would expect to see a whole bunch of the same thing in their carts, right? They're they're buying volume, but this was the I, and I didn't see just one person pushing and pulling a cart. I seen a bunch of people pushing and pulling carts, and they were just buying random stuff. And I I just and the whole more is better mentality. That isn't always the case. More is not always better. Sometimes sometimes getting just what you need is better. And I, 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 I want to add into this point. I wasn't sure where it fell, but the idea that shopping at Costco results in lumpy expenses. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit? Well, you end up buying... So just say you have a, a budget and, and you budget so much for cleaning supplies and you go to Costco and you just fill your cart in all the bulk cleaning supplies and then, then you end up not knowing on a month to month, just say you're, you're a young person starting out and you're trying to manage your finances and live within your means. If you keep buying bulk every time you go, you 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 really need a bigger, remember how I said, if you're creating a budget, you need three to six months of expenses, right? To see, to see how much do I spend on groceries? Well, if I'm buying at bulk in Costco and every time I go there, I buy a different bulk item. Well, you know what? Three to six months is probably not going to be a good window to look at because I have no idea how much I spend on pasta because I've, I've bought like boxes of pasta, right? I have, I have a year's worth of pasta supplies and I bought spaghetti sauce. I have like six months worth of spaghetti sauce. So you have no idea how much your groceries actually cost you. you. You lose sort of, everything becomes measurable in the long term. You, you need a, a bigger window of time. So when things go wrong, when you finally realize, oh, we're spending way too much on groceries, well, you won't know you're spending too much on groceries or what you're buying too much of until a lot of time has passed. So that's, that's a dangerous place to get in when you do um, live by the more is better mentality. Yeah, it's it can be a slippery slope for sure. And I, going back to kind of the first part of, of, of number six here, um, standing for consumerism. So, I mean, you have to agree, though, we live in a society where that is the norm. Having a Costco membership is the norm. Shopping there is 
it's 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 the norms and so how do we move past how do we how do we I mean Trevor you came up with the idea for this episode today you decided that you wanted to kind of shine light on Costco and and maybe the issues that you have with their membership I mean but how do we do that in our day-to-day life when we when we kind of how how do we stand up and say hmm is this is this representing consumerism is this the best thing that I should be doing I think it really means you be honest with yourself and just say, you know, when what do I really buy at Costco? Do I really just buy food? Does start with that point. If you really just buy food, then maybe you're you're I have I've I'm not I haven't met that person yet. I'm not saying they aren't out there and they don't exist, but if you just buy food and it doesn't alter your consumption of that food by having so much of it around, then by all means, have a Costco membership and, and and save as much money as you can. I I I am all about saving money and getting behind that. But I I just I think the average Costco member is being played, and they're playing on their weakness of their consumerist behaviors. So I want to move now on to the last section of of. And I want to say I want to say so the 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 people listening to this podcast are probably. Most of them, I get the feeling, are very finance savvy, and they have a handle on their behavior. Like we talk about personal finances, ten percent math, ninety percent behavior, and I think a lot of the people listening to this, they have a handle on their personal finance behavior. So, it, and as it turns out, I, I know a lot of people. I don't. I don't sort of broadcast this podcast to everyone I know. I want I wanted this podcast to grow organically, not through word. Like I don't want to be advertising it and handing out business cards. They have a podcast; you should listen to it. I want people to find it organically, and that 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 has been always the way we've done this. But so all the people I sort of work with and, and know and, and hang around with, they're not aware of this podcast, and they are Costco members, and they have a lot of consumerist tendencies. So I, I really think the people that listen to this probably aren't those people. No, definitely. I agree with that. We have a very financially savvy listenership. So the last kind of part of this episode is talking about who should not have a Costco membership. So in saying that, Trevor, this episode is not to to shame or to tell anyone who does have a Costco membership who is listening to this episode that they are wrong for having one. No, these are my personal issues. And the reason I probably won't end up with a Costco membership these these are me uh, exposing my weaknesses my my personal weaknesses, knowing that Costco I could succumb to the Costco rage, and I I know I don't want to put like for instance Amazon is not my homepage and there's a reason it's not my homepage because I I know if 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 every time I turn to my computer the Amazon web homepage came up, I'd probably buy something, right? So you you can't put yourself in position to fall victim. So you have made a list of four maybe groupings of people or types of people um, who should not have a Costco membership. And and I guess this list just comes from things that came into your mind as as maybe more illogical for for the type of, of offerings that Costco has. Well, in assuming you're going, you have a Costco membership purely for the the reason is to save money, and then I, I come up with sort of four groups of people who would not make sense for you to have a Costco membership. So, number one are single people or or kind of single dwelling individuals, um, who don't have dependents. 
Yeah, so if you're a single person, you live on your own, Costco doesn't make sense because it's all about bulk and high volume. And it, it really, if you're not consuming, if you're a single person, you're, you're just not going to consume enough food to save the money. I, I really don't think. I, in fact, you may run the risk of the food expiring before you get a chance to consume it or your flavor, you know, your taste changing and, and you lose interest in a particular food, but you still have a pantry full of it. So I think a single person of a Costco membership, you probably, whenever you buy a, a high volume of stuff that you're not going to, you're going to, and you're going to consume it slowly, what you've introduced to your, into your life is risk. The risk that this stuff could expire. I mean, even the non-perishables have expiry dates on them, or you could decide you don't like this or you've moved on to a different type of food. Like just say you started out as a, as a meat eater and you've evolved into a, a vegan yet you've, you've bought sort of meat based products. And, and I mean, with you point out here that, um, in, in single people without dependents, um, maybe not, will not benefit from a Costco membership, but at the same time, well, wait, wait, I, I, wait, I'm saying, I'm saying single people, not single people without like a single person, a single person, person lives solo. Yeah. A single person, not, not a, a couple without dependents. I'm talking about a person, a one person, they live by themselves. So yeah, there, okay. So in this literal sense, and, but if we look at the other extreme of, um, you so you felt this way and you had a family I just want to go back to this because I feel like there is this is what Costco is set up for having a family stocking that family with snacks with food with with everything else do you think what do you think were the main benefits derived from not having a Costco membership and what were maybe some pitfalls that that you think looking back is there anything kind of you reflect upon I mean your kids are moved out so you kind of are past that stage of of, of providing for them I think I could have saved money on food. Just bear in mind that I had to drive an hour to get to a Costco. So that that is a deterrent in itself. So that's going to, when you have a young family, you, you don't exactly have a surplus of time to be driving an hour to get groceries, right? That With all the kids' activities, that just, that window of time did not exist. I had three young kids and they all had their different activities. I could not carve out an hour for the purpose of grocery shopping. And it, just say I, so I took all my kids for an hour, drive to a grocery. I made them behave in a grocery store for an hour and then to drive home, you know, in the car. So, so there's three hours of, of my kids having to be on their best behavior. I'm not saying they weren't, but you, you, if you do that every week, you're kind of asking a lot of your kids to, to, you know, to be on their best behavior and all those. Probably by the time you, they sat still in a car for an hour, they would, they would get a little restless in the grocery store. I mean, I could come up with a whole bunch of reasons I didn't have it with the young family, but the main reason I didn't get one is I, I had to travel an hour to get to one. And and you've mentioned before, and we were kind of talking about it before we started recording that uh, family grocery shopping for you and your family was kind of this uh, ritualistic activity, something you, everyone kind of looked forward to, bonded together, um, and and it sounded like it developed very kind of healthy habits that your children carry for, forward with them. Yeah, and don't forget that taking your kids grocery shopping, it's an education, right? So if you just, if you burn through an hour of time and they're, you know, they're kind of at the end of the rope of being obedient and then you you want to teach them about grocery shopping and, and being price conscious and stuff like that, you've lost their interest, right? So you're right. I, I did use that grocery time as a 
sort of a, we, whenever we went groceries, we took the whole family. It wasn't like nobody got to stay home. And the reason was is, and here's a little game we used to play. We'd get up to the register and we'd all guess how much these groceries were going to cost. And it was a fun game. You know, I'd throw out the first number just so I'd give them a ballpark, right? And then, then we'd all sort of guess as, and the groceries would still be going through and you got to keep guessing and the cashier wouldn't tell us. So we kind of told them up front, don't, don't tell us, you know, we're guessing. So it was kind of a fun game, but the whole purpose of the game was to give them an idea of what groceries cost. You know, this isn't just, you know, there's a cost to what we're doing here. So and on a weekly basis with, with kind of um, groceries that you consume within the week. Yeah. So they get to see the cause and effect, right? So it, it was an education for sure. So back on track though. Um, so individuals you feel may not benefit from a Costco membership. We have single people. And the second one, this one's kind of a big one. Um, you don't own a car. Yeah. So you try to take uh, 10 pounds of quinoa home on a bus <laughs> along with all your other groceries. It's really hard, right? So if you don't own a car, it just doesn't make sense of a Costco membership. I, I really can't see you transporting an, enough uh, bulk groceries home on a bus what what's going to happen is you're going to you're going to buy a bunch of stuff in bulk as much as you can carry on the bus you'll get it home but it won't be all the groceries you need for the week so you you end up having to go to another grocery store to finish off all the food you need to get through a week so not having a car and a costco membership that that just does not make sense i know um it, living um away when I went to post-secondary, um, I didn't have a car. And uh, I know we did wander there um, with one of my friends one time. I've been there, I've been there once um, since probably maybe twice in my life. But the, the one time I did go, we I think we did pick up toilet paper. And we're wandering home with this like massive, massive armload of toilet paper. And I, I do want to add with when, when it comes to cars, I mean, I'm not sure about everyone's kind of Costco in their area, but I know the Costco in the city I live with, there's actually police officers directing traffic in and out of the Costco, um, off, off the kind of the parking lot into the main road. I mean, it's, it's it, on the weekends, at least it's a, it's a crazy adventure. And, um, I think that speaks volumes to, um, again, how, how necessary it is to drive a car there. I, I have seen the police directing traffic and uh, every time I, if the, the few times I drove past at Costco, I always think there's an accident, right? Yeah. So when I see the police there, it, it always throws me off. Uh, so that's number two. The third person um, or a group of individuals who who might not benefit from a Costco membership are those with the consumer weakness. And Trevor, we're not just talking about shiny stuff, electronic, like consumer electronics here. We're talking about kind of any type of consumer weakness, right? Yeah, I know people that buy books at Costco. Again, it's that sense of scarcity that they create and they'll buy books that they they may never read, but they just, it was a book and it was a really good price. So I bought it. Right. And I, I just think if you have a weakness for con, as a, as a consumer, if you, if you know that's your weakness, a Costco membership is going to cost you more money that's going to save you. It really will. So I mentioned my weakness for consumer electronics. I, I'm pretty sure I, I'm mature enough that I, I could get by it, but I'm, I'm exposing myself to that every single week. At some point, I, I got to think I'm going to fall victim. So I just think some people like, are, are really strong and this is not a concern. And I'm saying probably most of the people listening to this podcast, they don't have consumer weakness. I, just a guess, but I'm pretty sure a lot of them don't. Probably not an issue, but if you have a consumer weakness or if somebody in your family that you take there all the time has a consumer weakness, 
you're just punishing yourself by exposing yourself to all those deals at Costco. And uh, before I get to the fourth, I want to throw in kind of another one. I mentioned lumpy expenses. Is Would you say maybe an individual on a more strict budget um, where lumpy these kind of lumpy expenses occur because of, of kind of how you buy things at Costco, do you think that is a factor? Or would you argue that everyone, regardless of maybe how much um, expendable income you have or how however close you're living to the financial edge, do you, is there is there kind of an argument saying that the one kind of um, individual would benefit uh, less from shopping at Costco? Well, somebody who's really close to the financial edge, you would think they should have a Costco membership because they, they're the people that need to save the money the most. But like you said, with the lumpy, the way you, you buy things at Costco, they rep, they look like lumpy expenses, meaning you're you're buying a six months worth of, of inventory of a particular food. If you're close to the financial edge, you don't have that that surplus of cash to to flex and, and, and buy that. So people who are who are on a really strict budget because they have a relatively low income, uh, I would say, yeah, Costco membership is probably not a good idea. It's not going to, the math isn't going to work for you. And number four is there's no Costco in your local community. So we kind of talked about this one, but I mean, we didn't talk about the 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 distance and the time and, and the money, the, like the gas, the cost of gas, like all the kind of little nuances that go into traveling to that Costco. So at a buck forty a liter for gas, this is becoming a a, a a real consideration when you're when you're going somewhere. Like even so, for me, it's an hour drive in any one direction to get to a Costco. That's a, a legitimate consideration. Again. Everyone says, get a Costco member, you'll save money. Well, I have to spend money in membership, and now I have to spend an hour's worth of gas to get there. So that's real. Uh, this is probably the number one reason I, I won't get a Costco membership because I, 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 I don't think I'm that weak from a falling victim to consumerism as, as I was playing up. But I, there's not one in my community. I have to drive an hour out of my way to get, to get groceries it just doesn't make sense, especially at a buck forty a liter for gas. I, I, I can't justify the time or, or the the travel expense. So, if you don't have one in your local community or one like in the neighboring town, it probably doesn't make sense to have a Costco membership. You're just not going to get there often enough to recover your membership costs. No, I'd have to agree with that one. So, uh, Trevor, that brings us to the end of our episode today dedicated to talking about the value of Costco. My question for everyone listening is, uh, one, like Trevor said at the beginning of the show, if, if you ever have, um, if you do have a Costco membership and, uh, I mean, you think this is the best thing that ever happened to you, I mean, let us know what for you resonates so deeply and uh, maybe it'll convince Trevor. And uh, the second thing, if you've had a Costco membership and have... Um, since parted with it, what what of the kind of the reasons maybe that we talked about today or or something else that kind of just hit home was your reason for discontinuing your Costco membership? We'll put the uh, all the little points we talked about today in the show notes. You can kind of just say, oh, it was it was definitely number four that did it to me. And I, I'm I'm we're really curious to hear kind of your perspective on Costco memberships because we just spent the last episode um, sharing our perspective. Trevor, do you have any final thoughts or takeaways for our Costco dedicated episode? Yeah, I'm not 
I'm not passing judgment on anybody who has a Costco membership. I, I just don't think it's for me. That is fair. And on that note, thank you so much for being here with us this week for another episode of Simple Money Solutions. Until next week, live life simple. <laughs> <laughs>